0: Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on January 6th for the Epiphany of the Lord, 11 a.m. Mass at St. Boniface Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. The readings can be found at usccb.org forward slash Bible forward slash readings. There you will also find links to listen to the readings and watch video reflections on the readings. I encourage you to check those out. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. By most accounts, an absolute monster, a horrific man capable of horrendous deeds, thinking only basically of his own political power, his need to maintain his grip on the country in which he was uh, thought to be in charge of of leading, to care and guide for the people under his protection, to, to point them in the right direction. History uh, played out, uh, has shown time and again, his capacity for doing great evil to maintain his grip on that uh, control over that country. These, uh, these words could easily, of course, describe King Herod, but they also could be used to describe another leader, President Basar al sad of Syria, current president of Syria who has and probably will continue to use chemical weapons against his own people, who in a civil war that has lasted year after year has claimed the lives of untold number of uh, combatants and civilians alike. He has, because he does not want to give up his control, used his authority, used his power to kill his own people. These barbaric actions have been a part, not the entirety, but a part of uh, what has become uh, known as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, refugee crisis in all of modern history. Millions of people fleeing Syria and the surrounding area have joined with others leaving and fleeing uh, for many different reasons, portions of Africa and the Middle East, Uh, flooding into Europe, uh, causing great socioeconomic and political upheaval throughout the region. These untold numbers of people have fled their home, the place which should be safe. They have fled that place of safety that has not been safe uh, to go look for that safety many of them actually ending up in dangerous situations along the way. There are human beings, children, who have been born and have lived the entirety of their lives in refugee camps, and the likelihood of them leaving before their death is not very high. Human beings are being born, are living and dying in refugee camps. Not a home, not a place of stability, but a place of upheaval and uncertainty. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, oh Lord, all he's gonna do is talk about immigration, don't worry, I'll leave you with this. Christ himself said, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. That does not mean that we turn over everything and become martyrs. That doesn't mean that we just open up all that is ours and say, have at it. That's not what that means. But it certainly means that we don't look at these people and speak and talk about them as if they're animals. They are human beings. They are human beings. They are our neighbor, and they deserve respect, especially Considering all that they have gone through, the people of Herod's day, and if you doubt that Herod is as bad of a leader as I make him out to be, there is a mass grave. If you look outside the town of Bethlehem, there is a mass grave full of small, innocent remains. Of the infant children that Herod had slaughtered, because he knew that his rival, the Christ child, had been born in Bethlehem, so he used his political authority, his might, to maintain his power and kill the innocent. those innocent children, they're known as the holy innocents, we celebrated their feast day on the fourth day of Christmas, uh, and they without being able to speak the name of Jesus Christ. They neither knew the name of Jesus Christ, nor were they able to speak the name of Jesus Christ, but they, by their life and their death, showed the greatness and the glory of God. They didn't decide to die, but their martyrdom, their their death, shows God's great love for all of us. We trust that they are in heaven uh, for their sacrifice. A sacrifice that they had no choice in making. And it, because of these horrific acts by Herod, the king of, of Judah, the king of Israel, that this family had to flee. They had to run. Over the past couple of weeks, we have celebrated the birth of this child. Jesus Christ made man, God made man. We have celebrated the Holy Family, the reality that God didn't just appear among us, but instead decided to sanctify the family by coming as a child and saying and, and, and living the reality of what it is to live a human life and a human family. This Holy Family having been warned in another dream that Herod was about to commit these atrocities, fled to Egypt. They took their belongings and they fled. And instead of talking about immigration per se, I'd rather talk about that reality which is the home, a place where we are meant to be safe, a place where we are meant to, as brothers and sisters, recognize the presence of God in ourselves and in one another. The place where we should feel safe, secure, to know of God's love for us. And when we have to flee, we know that the Holy Family themselves have experienced just that. Now we, as citizens of the United States, we don't have to worry. We don't have to make plans for what happens if our ruler decides to start massacring people. We are pretty safe in the United States. We are blessed in that. We don't have to worry about needing to pick up and move. If there is a natural disaster, we can count on our government, for better or for worse, to come to our rescue. But we have monsters in our lives. We have monsters that we flee from, maybe not in a physical way, but certainly in a spiritual and emotional way. These monsters may be monsters of our own imagination. They may be monsters of a sinful nature. They may be monsters of our own inability to control our surroundings. They produce great anxiety, depression, uh, uncertainty in our lives. And we can, and often do, I haven't heard of a family yet that has not been impacted by that need to flee. Drugs, alcohol, adultery, the dark corners of the internet, whatever it might be, so many of us flee from these monsters in our lives. And we run. We may not really be able to name what it is that we're running from, but we try and flee from this that causes us so much anxiety. To give you perhaps a human example, um, my mom and dad haven't heard the story yet, so they'll be just as surprises. Not the best episode of my life, I I guarantee you. From freshman year of college, absolutely. Certainly not the worst year of my life, I guarantee you that but one of the worst years of my life. absolutely hated it. I had no idea what to do. The place where I was living, the dorm room in which I had been assigned, was not a place of safety, was not a place that I looked forward to being. And, on a whim, knowing that I needed to flee, but not knowing exactly what it even was that I was running from, I got in my car and on 64 South just started driving one night thinking I've got to get out of here. Now, this is the key, I think. I thought, I'll find a Catholic church in the middle of nowhere. I'll find a Catholic church in southern Kentucky, maybe even Tennessee, Lord knows how far I thought I was going to go, Lord knows, but I thought I'll find a Catholic church and if it isn't open then I'll sleep in the parking lot. And somehow, some way, I will find the answer that I'm looking for, an answer that I can't even begin to describe. I just know that it's out there. Well, I didn't sleep at a Catholic church. I do now, so I guess God had a plan. But I slept instead, or I tried to sleep. Now, this is the kicker, Mom. I tried to sleep at a rest st- stop. I thought, I'll, sleep in my, I'll just sleep in my car, I'll sleep in the driver's seat of my car. That didn't work. You can't really sleep in the driver's seat of your car. So the back seat of my car, it, it fell down to create more room in the trunk. So I essentially tried to sleep in my trunk. Well that didn't work. I was like, Adam, you, you've got to go back. This, is, this isn't finding whatever it is that you're looking for. So I went back to that dorm room that I hated to be at, still looking for that answer. And in some ways, as a human being, I'm still looking for that answer. But I know that no no matter whatever it is that you are running from, no matter what causes you anxiety or fear or uncertainty in your life, our Lord and Savior has fled as well, has fled for his life with his family. I want to preach instead about the safety of your home. And so today, as I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, we have a tradition in the Catholic Church of blessing your homes on Epiphany. This is a blessing that you do. There is blessed chalk in the back. You will use it to write a certain uh, inscription above your door I want you to take that chalk and the prayer card that tells you how to do that, home with you. I want you to chalk your doors, I want you to chalk your windows, I want you to chalk your driveway, your neighbor's door, just chalk and chalk away. And you may be sitting there thinking, well that's silly or mundane or, or just inconsequential. But it's the prayer, it's the prayer itself asking our Savior, who knows what it is to flee, to not have a place of safety. It's asking that same God to make your home a place of safety, a place where you can meet our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, both in your own prayer life and in the people with which you live, to make your place a home, a place of safety, a place of faith. So take the chalk, use the chalk, Bless your home, and we pray. We pray for one another that each of our homes becomes a place of safety, a place of prayer, a place of faith, a place where we can encounter Jesus Christ, the child, Savior, that Herod tried to kill, but who lives and reigns forever in our hearts.